Welcome to Turn In Your Hymnal To. I'm Rex Bridges, and today we'll be looking into the background story of The Sweet By and By. The Sweet By and By, 1868. This is the only successful gospel song to be written and composed in a drugstore. And it all came about because the druggist, 31-year-old Samuel Fillmore Bennett, knew what kind of a prescription to write at the right time. Bennett, a native of Erie County, New York, moved with his family to Elkhorn, Wisconsin during the middle of the 19th century, where he grew up to become the editor of a small-town newspaper, The Independent. When the Civil War broke, he joined the Army as a member of the 40th Wisconsin Volunteers, and remained in active service until the cessation of hostilities in 1865. Returning to Elkhorn, he opened up a drugstore, better known in his day as an apothecary shop. Among his friends was Joseph P. Webster, a local musician of considerable ability, who had but recently toured the northern states with a quartet he himself had organized. The two men saw a great deal of each other during the next two years, collaborating on several songs, Bennett writing the words, and Webster, a gifted violinist, composing the music. One morning in the late fall of 1867, a woman came into the drugstore and said to the proprietor, Mr. Bennett, I met your friend Joe Webster down the street a few minutes ago. He looked as if he had lost his best friend. What's the matter? Bennett explained, Well, you know how musicians are, up one day and down the next. But if you want to know how to cure him, I'll give you a prescription that hasn't failed yet. Is it written in Latin, she asked. Oh no, he explained. It is written in plain, everyday English. You see, Joe and I have been working on our new songbook for nearly two years. He writes music for my poems. Whenever he comes in here looking sad and gloomy and depressed, I just leave him alone for a while. If he doesn't snap out of it, I snap him out of it by writing a new poem for him to set to music. That's my special prescription. When he starts thinking up a new tune, he forgets his troubles and worries and gets well in a jiffy. With that, she laughed, shook her head, picked up her packages, and headed for home. A little while later, Webster strolled into the drugstore and, without a word or glance of greeting, walked over to the stove to warm himself. Bennett waited a few minutes and then said, Morning, Joseph. When his friend did not respond, he added, Well, you might as well get it off your chest now as later. What's the matter? Webster began pouring out all his accumulated aches and pains, disappointments and frustrations, as his friend listened quietly. Finally, he concluded by saying, Well, there's really no use getting excited, I guess. Everything will be all right in the by and by. Bennett interrupted, What was that, Joe? He replied, I just said everything will be all right in the by and by. Leaving his friend standing by the stove, the druggist went to his desk, picked up a piece of paper, and began writing. Two customers entered the store, but the owner refused to wait on them until he finished the work at hand, so they joined Webster about the stove. When one said to his companion, Webster looks like he is down in the dumps, the musician said, Don't worry about me, gentlemen. I was just telling Sam that everything will be all right in the by and by. Bennett rose from the desk, picked up pen and ink from a nearby counter, and resumed his writing. A few moments later, he handed the sheet of paper to Webster and said, 
Here's your prescription, Joe. I hope it works as well as it has in the past. Webster glanced at the paper and began reading aloud what his friend had written. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Picking up his fiddle, Webster began improvising a simple melody for the new stanzas. In a moment, he was humming the tune for the chorus. Hand me some paper, he said, so I can jot down the notes before I forget them. He played the tune over two or three times and then said to the three men, we four make a good male quartet. Let's try the new song and see how it sounds. As they were singing the sweet by and by for the first time, R.R. Crosby, Mrs. Bennett's uncle, came into the store. When the men finished the second stanza, he said, Gentlemen, I never heard that song before, but it is immortal. I heard it as I came across the street and couldn't resist coming in and listening. A few days later, it was given to the public. Within two weeks, the song the druggist and violinist had written in less than half an hour was being sung by the boys and girls of Elkhorn. Published in Webster's and Bennett's book, The Signet Ring, in 1868, it became the most popular and most successful song they ever wrote. While it was originally written on a piece of paper just 5 by 7 inches in size, it was big enough to sing its way into the hearts of Christian people the world over. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet Sing on that beautiful song The melodious song of the land And our spirits will sorrow no more Not a sigh for the blessings of rest In the sweet And the glorious gifts of his love And the blessings that hallow our day In the sweet 
This has been Rex Bridges, reading from Living Stories of Famous Hymns by Ernest K. Emurian. Copyright 1955 by Baker Bookhouse Company. Used by permission of Baker Bookhouse Company.